0: Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Welcome, my loves, to our 100th episode. I am just so full of love and gratitude to all of you for listening, for showing up for yourself, for meeting me here week after week as this podcast has grown and turned into something amazing. And I'm excited to announce that we are going back to the basics of the podcast. I started to realize that as much as I was loving the new format and got really excited about videos and promoting and doing all these amazing things with amazing people, (laughs) somewhere along the way, I lost the magic. The readings are not coming in the same way. The information is potent, but it's not the way it used to be. And so we're changing. (laughs) The podcast is alive and it has a soul. And it came to me and said, we're going back to the way we started when it's just audio where we don't know our callers. And we dive deep into the raw and vulnerable places of our lives. And not only is the podcast changing, but Spirit has been guiding me to do other new projects as well. And part of the shift, the change, the call is related to community. And how can I create spaces where we can come together and gather in ceremony, in ritual, to look at our lives together, right, in this place where we can deepen, where we can connect, where we can open, where we can love, where we can be more of our true, authentic selves. Spirit wants me to create those spaces. And so I am so glad and excited to announce uh, the opening of my new group mentorship called Untamed Intuition, Ignite the Wild Within. There's so much goodness in the content in this program, and the fact that it wants to be offered to a community, to a group, to allow us to change together, to come together, to remember we are not separate, and to be together in these spaces where we step outside all of the things that tell us that we are separate and divided, where we come together and remember the truth that we are divine beings living inside an incredible body here on earth, having an experience. And how do we walk this path together, hand in hand, supporting each other, raising each other up? So there's a link in the show notes. If you would love to join us, our adventure begins September 7th. You can Join us directly online, or if you have questions or want to know more, you can book a call with me and we can get together and chat. I'd love to be with you. I'd love to have you in our community in this amazing mentorship opportunity. Now let's dive in. And so today for our 100th episode, I have a beautiful reading for you. Our caller today, Eugenia, is walking away from a marriage something I am so familiar with and has been my journey over the last couple of years. Eugenia knows that it's time to leave, and yet she doesn't know how. And so through our reading, we dive into looking at deconditioning ourselves from the patriarchal roles of husband and wife. We talk about recognizing collective emotions versus your true emotions. And how your reality is based on your conditioning. So we can have very different realities to our partners. We look at when people push your buttons and trigger you. How you can use these as portals to understand your own wounding. We talk about how we all have a warrioress warrior inside of us willing to fight for us no matter what. And how when we have the courage to make everything a gift, we can claim our sovereignty and claim our power in a very, very special way. So I encourage you as you listen, even if you are not in a marriage, this reading can be really potent for any relationship in your life where you are not being met, where you are being held hostage by your emotions, by your stories and beliefs that tell you that you are not worth more than you know you are, and how you ultimately are worth the risk of leaving, of doing the thing that you know you need to do, no matter how scary it seems. So my loves, enjoy this reading with Eugenia. Hi, Eugenia. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today?
1: Hi, Sarah. So much going on, uh, but I would like your guidance in regards of my current situation with my husband. Uh, if you could help me find guidance in how can I get out of the situation through divorce in a way that feels emotionally and financially supportive to me, to my child, and to him, of course.
0: Thank you for such a vulnerable question. As you're talking, I feel sensation in my, the front of my head, like between my crown chakra and my third eye chakra. And I also feel the sense of dropping down through my central channel. And this idea of really rooting into the truth of who you are and what you want, regardless of what your circumstances are showing you. So, the way the information's coming in, it's like when we start this journey of leaving a marriage, we're not just leaving a person, we're leaving an institution. And it can get very wobbly. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of collective story that goes along with divorce and the separation. And it's really easy to get swept up in the tide of that. And the way that we do something different, the way that we stay committed to the way that you want it to be, right? Um, and, and I'm using the word we, I realize, and it's because it's such a collective wound that yes, I'm talking to you, but what I'm sensing is just every woman that has walked this path. And so we was the, the way the words were coming out. And I am getting a lot of like goosebumps and just it, it's, a, there's the magnitude is how it feels like, remember this, remember that you are not alone on this journey it will feel like you are alone sometimes and you will have the tendency to get caught in some of the collective story around it. And yet there is this really deep well of knowledge and wisdom and power that's available to you that has been uncovered and mined by the ones of us that have walked this path ahead of you. I see you following in the footsteps of all the women that have made this choice for themselves, for their children, for their husbands, Um, you know, in this beautiful, heartfelt way that hasn't always been interpreted that way, but that I see as the center of every woman leaving. It is her choosing her sovereignty, her power, her heart. And when you can remember this and align with what is here for you, th- you, you will be able to see choices and possibilities that you wouldn't ordinarily see if you stayed sort of higher up in the chatter, the noise of what it means to get divorced and get caught in the stories. So it, it's a real sinking into the power and the structure that's been created in front of you. What happens when I share that with you?
1: It feels very nice to hear these words, but I fall back into the mental chatter as in, yeah, very nice, but what happens when he is being zero supportive? He is putting all the obstacles in front of me so that I have it very hard to live. Um, he's playing the emotional weapon, the mental weapon, the financial weapon. He's playing it all, except the physical one. It's not there, but all the others and it's hard <laughs> no matter how much I land into the knowing that I am protected, that I am supported,
0: do you have an attorney, like somebody that is representing you and helping you?
1: Yeah, but not right now since we are in Summer vacation. (laughs) vacation. Even court is on summer vacation. Everyone is on summer vacation
0: right now. Okay. (laughs) I'm just looking at how the energy is falling and what I'm seeing. So I see like the energy, you know how I was mentioning on the top of your head where I can feel the energy. Yeah, what's happening is there's a facade that's being built by mm-hmm. your husband through what he's doing. And that facade is clouding your knowing and it's creating fear for you, it's creating uncertainty. And in order to walk through this, there's a resilience in you that You have to connect with and believe in. And I know you mentioned in the beginning when we chatted about wanting to look forward rather than backwards. There is a place where looking backward inside of these situations is highly um, supportive because your husband can say anything if he were to tell you that you should dye your hair red or even, ah, you have purple hair, it looks terrible, you would look at him and be like, what are you talking about? You don't even make any sense to me. But your husband is saying things that you have a connection to when he's using your child or money or emotional, you know, words that there's a part of you that believes what he says there's a part of you that grew up in situations that didn't support you and now what's happening is when he says those words you can't look at him and say what are you talking about that doesn't even make any sense you're allowing and and I don't mean that in a way of like making you wrong just in a way of the conditioning that we live inside of, the way that we get set up as children to believe our relationships should look this way. And for you, there's going to be a gathering of power by you dismantling the conditioning and the programming, the stories that were told to you about what relationships look like and how the dynamic of a man and a woman should be. That's going to give you tools to be able to stand inside of your decision differently without this facade, this covering that is coming in to cover up your knowing, your third eye, right? And your crown chakra, which are both where you're connected to spirit and where you're allowed to see into the unknown and know that you are supported. So this facade is blocking those places for you. How is that landing?
1: I know the facade. I am making myself strong. I am not allowing myself to be vulnerable as I no longer know how to talk to him. And I'd rather ignore him, not talk to him whenever we cross paths, rather than speaking with my heart because he's not available for that anymore. So, um, Yeah, the facade is helping me ignore what the feelings that I'm going through right now so that I can be strong for myself and for the baby. Baby doesn't need a strong mother, needs needs an emotionally stable mother. And sometimes I'm not because I'm ignoring my emotions, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, I don't find the time without the baby to do all the inner work that is required
0: my love you can do it in the moment right like um you don't don't need to make it one more thing you have to do it's something you can do in the moment when you feel the emotions rising in you start to practice discernment is this mine is he putting this on me is this from my past and you can start even in those moments when you feel that rising and that trigger happening you can claim your power in that moment you can choose your daughter, you can choose yourself. And the more you practice that, right? Allowing just the way you're ignoring his words and you are not allowing yourself to be vulnerable. You can also do the same thing with the emotions and the feelings that are not yours. They're part of the collective. They're his, the things that he's bringing on to you. When I when I look at him, when you were talking about not speaking to him anymore, I see his heart like a small, closed black pebble, like he's just closed it down. He isn't available to expand and to grow, and he's fighting against you.
1: Yep. It started one week after the baby was born. A switch that flipped into the old programming, traditional, patriarchal programming, and I cannot handle that anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Has he? Have you talked about getting support? Is he willing to talk to anybody about it?
1: No, he believes he can do self-development on his own. But he's not doing it either. He's too busy yeah. making the money for the family.
0: Yeah. It's a sad story that men fall into. I have compassion for them because I think that that conditioning and that story, it is so strong that it just overtakes them and they don't know what to do. Nobody's given them tools to deal with it. And they just put their head down and well, I've got to provide for my family. And it, it like ignites, like you said, that patriarchal story. And I really hope and wish that there, there becomes more support for them.
1: Yeah. I always thought that we would be able to understand and accept each other as we have always done. But every time he brings this topic, that he is the breadwinner and I am the one taking care of the house, which I hate. Um, And I tell him, I don't want this house. I don't want, we don't need so much money. I'd rather have a a more simple life. And it's like he doesn't hear it. He doesn't hear it. So yeah, it's really
0: very well ingrained.
1: Very well ingrained.
0: Yeah, and you're right. Like the he can't hear. He's living in a different reality, like an entirely different reality that is made up of his programming, his upbringing, all the things that happened to him, everything that's been handed down to him from his family line, his ancestors, his lineage and it creates the reality that he steps into every day and unless he is willing to rattle that a little bit he's not going to hear you because you it's like you're talking a different language so how can i support you what like where where do you want to go with this i want to create a new life for
1: me for myself and my baby he wants to step in, to have visiting rights whenever he feels like seeing the baby. So at his convenience, he is not willing to provide any financial resources. So it's like he wants to be completely single and just have a son whenever feels convenient to him.
0: Well, what does your attorney say about that? Because I'm not sure where you live, but here Mm -hmm. where I live, that's, that's fine if he wants to say that, but that's not what the law tells him his responsibility is. Yeah, but
1: at the end of the day, even if the law says, and this is what he's telling me constantly, even if the law says that he has to see the child, I don't know, every every weekend or whatever, he can choose not to come to see the baby. And he's constantly bringing that up, which makes me one, think and really believe that he is not going to take his responsibility and why would he he has not taken the responsibility in two years he has never put the baby to sleep he has never fed him he has never done anything so why would he now it's really sad
0: yeah i'm holding you that is really sad and you are a powerful woman and you are making a powerful choice yeah and he He's right. If he chooses that he doesn't want to come and see the baby, I guess he can choose that, right? I think there are other legal matters, though, related to the finances and to how that's going to play out if he chooses to not see his baby. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that, you know, your attorney will help you with where you can find power at the moment as you move forward in this choice is to not let his words affect you the way that they are you can get stronger in this place of recognizing that he can say whatever he wants to say you still get to choose what you want and just because he says something doesn't mean that it's true. he can make up anything that he wants to make up,
1: however, there's something within me that resonates with it, else I wouldn't be triggered right. I really want to punch him sometimes. <laughs> of course, I can't. He would use it against me, right?
0: <laughs> yeah it's um, my love are the places. That's what I was we were talking about before, right? Where, it's the past that's going to give you freedom for the future because in that moment where you want to punch him, yes, it's about him, but it's also about you and possibly about your father, right? And how the relationship was there and there's going to be connections for you in these places that, you know, we we don't have time on this call to dive into those places Yet, Spirit is showing us that there is a lot for you in there. And one of the things that I chose to do when I was walking this path was use everything that my ex-husband did as a gift. Mm -hmm. If I felt like I wanted to throw something at him because that was kind of (laughs) what I wanted to do, (laughs) instead of punch, I would want to throw things. Mm -hmm. I got to ask myself, why? Who am I really throwing this at? Is it him or is it something deeper? Is it something from my childhood, right? And, and it, everything that he did that created a sensation inside me or a thought pattern or a belief or a feeling, I used, I took it like it was a precious treasure and I, I went deep with it. And I did a lot of this when my kids were little, little babies. And I would get up at 4 a.m. in the morning to sit in meditation with all these things because I was that determined to have my path be different. So connect Um, in with the deepest part of you, the part that wants to leave, the part that knows that leaving is your path. And you you find that warrior, that warrioress that lives in there. And you work with her to find the time to go deep into the places because she will find the freedom for you.
1: You're right. I usually use my free time between he goes to bed and I go to bed to strategize for my, you know, to to see where that money can be coming from. So to start my financial independence, but um, dealing with the emotions is, Probably more important now, and that will be my door to that and to that financial freedom.
0: When I first thought of leaving, I was so indoctrinated into the stories and the patterns of that marriage that I thought I might, if I left, that I might have to live in my car, and that was a terrifying thought.
1: Mm-hmm
0: and i sat with that thought and i asked myself am i willing to live in my car to leave and i had to get really comfortable with that as a possibility to find the courage that i was worth more than i was letting myself believe i was worth and i didn't have to leave in my car or live in my car sorry when i left Spirit worked out a lot of the details for me that I had no way of knowing or seeing. None of my strategizing was the thing. It -hmm. was trusting and following my heart and allowing spirit in to make some miracles happen for me. And it's a big risk. There's many nights I cried, many nights I got scared, but what I learned is that I'm worth the risk. And you, my love, are worth the risk.
1: I'm no longer afraid. The pain of staying here is way worse than whatever can happen afterwards. Yeah. Even if I have to, I said, tell myself I will have to sleep under a bridge. <laughs> that is my my biggest fear. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
1: I'd rather take that over
0: staying here. And that's that determination, right? That's that warrior rest that is going to say, okay, you're willing to sleep under the bridge, but you know what? You're not going to have to, <laughs> <laughs> but it's in the willingness, right? It's in the willingness to take that leap and do the thing that you know you have to. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Does this feel like an okay place to land today?
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you, Spirit.
0: Thank you for being here today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. To learn more about connecting with your dreams and your intuition so that you can create a life full of possibilities, visit me at www.sarahnoble.com and see how we can create magic together. A big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place for us all.